Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Greeting to everyone. God bless you. Bless your family and bless our spiritual family also. It is an honor and privilege for me to sit once again in front of you and share the word of God with you. And I believe that the Lord is going to speak to our heart and inspire us His will. Uh, this evening, for certain people, morning for others, I will be sharing on the benefits of loving God. This is my topic, benefits of loving God. But before I, I go to what I prepared, in my introduction, uh, I would like to say that as we are now at the end of the year, we take time to remember all the good things that the Lord has done for us, for us to appreciate Him and give Him thanks. And also we, we get time to sit and wait on the Lord in preparation for the next year to get the mind of God, to receive the, uh, divine direction so that we may know how we will uh, Enter next year and what are we going to do according to the will of God? At the beginning of uh, this month of December, I had an encounter with the Lord, and the Lord gave me a word at the beginning of December, telling me that uh, uh, next year is going to be for you the year of shining through total consecration. So that was the word that the Lord given to, has given to me. It's, it's going to be the year of shining through total consecration. When I say shining, I see great achievement, I see great testimonies, great progress, great demonstration of God's power. But all of that, the key for the manifestation is total consecration. Is that the Lord is calling me, or maybe it may be also a word for you, is calling us to increase the level of our consecration. The things that God is about to do, is requesting uh, more, all of us to, to be given to him. Because many times we pray, we ask the Lord, Lord, I want more of you. I want more of you. But if you want to see great things happening with God, you must reverse it instead of waiting more of God, give him more of you. And then you will see great manifestation happening. So, but today I'm not talking about consecration. What I'll be talking it's also part of consecration, but it's not what I'm touching. I'm still uh, meditating on what God told me. I'm still writing and studying on that as I'm preparing for next year. But today, I want to share about the benefits of us loving God. So before we start talking about uh, the benefits of loving God, we need, first of all, to understand His love for us. It's very important. His love for us is the source of everything and is also the source of our existence and the force that maintains us. We are saved by His love. We are what we are because of the love of God. We possess what we possess because of His love. And, and His love actually is the foundation that holds our lives and our existence together. So one of the greatest revelations that a believer must receive in his walk with God is the revelation of God's love for him, that God loved. Many believers, 
they are born again, but the, the revelation of God's love for, for them, they never grab that revelation. The devil will do all his best to prevent you from catching that revelation because he knows if you get it, you will start relying on God's love for you and you will no longer be able to be controlled by the enemy. He will not be able to control your mind or to steal your confidence in God because you understand well that God loves you. And the devil can tell you anything, but he will never tell you that God loves you. He can give you any kind of information, but in the mouth of the devil, he cannot tell you that God loves you. He will try his best to cause you to doubt God's love. If he did it with our Lord Jesus Christ, he will do the same also with you. But we know that the devil is a liar. When we check in the book of uh, Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 to 17, we'll see how God spoke about Jesus. When Jesus went to see John to baptize him in Galilee, the Lord spoke about Jesus. Let's read that one. Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. The Bible says the following. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heaven were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. The voice from heaven spoke clearly. God said clearly that this is my beloved son. It's the way God presented Jesus. He called him my beloved son, in which I am well pleased. That was a public declaration in the ears of everyone. But after that, the next chapter, when the devil came to tempt Jesus, he removed something from that statement of God. I think all of us, we know, in the book of Matthew, chapter 4, 37, when the devil came to Jesus, he said, now the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. This is what the, the, the devil said to Jesus. But God did not say that Jesus is my son. He said, this is my beloved son. But the devil did not tell Jesus, if you are the beloved son of God, turn those stones to bread. He did not say that. He removed the word beloved. He told him, if you are the son of God, turn those stones to bread. Because in the mouth of the devil, he cannot call you the beloved son of God. He cannot tell you that God loves you. He will remove the love of God from your mind. He will remove the goodness of God from your mind. He will bring another picture. It's what he did with Jesus. He did not call Jesus the beloved son of God, but he called him simply the son of God. And, and, and we see Paul in the epistle of Ephesus. He wanted to make them understand God's love for them. God's love is the root of the foundation upon which our lives are built and sustained. That was a mission of Paul. He cried in front of God. He prayed. He interceded many times, praying the Lord to open the spiritual sight of the church of Ephesus to understand the mystery of his love for them. Because he knew the love is the foundation. Our lives are sustained by his love. We are built upon his love. The life in the branches and the fruit come from the roots 
If the root are destroyed, the branches will die and the fruit will never grow. And when we look at the building, no matter how tall or big the building is, no matter how many flows that building can have, it will still have one foundation. You never see a building of uh, maybe uh, 20 flows with 20 foundation. No, there may be a lot of flows, but the foundation will only be only be one. This goes the same with our lives. No matter how great we are, no matter how many blessings we have, we have only one foundation, which is God's love for us. And when we read in the book of Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 15 to verse 19, the Bible says, from the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the wide, the length, the depth, and the height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So Paul was praying for the church, for the church of Ephesus to be rooted in love, to be grounded in the love of God, because that is the foundation. And the love of God passes all knowledge. Knowing God's love is a powerful key for victorious life and stress-free life. Until you receive the revelation of God's love for you, it will be difficult for you to deeply love him. The revelation of God's love for you can boost your love for him. Until you understand how much God loves you, it's difficult for you to love him there. You love him when you understand, first of all, his love for you. Those who have received the revelation of God's love can easily express their love for God and others. Jesus is the highest demonstration of God's love for us. The Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 5, verse, verse, verse 8, but God demonstrated his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is the demonstration of God's love. So God began to love us even when we were still sinners. When we were of no use to him. He gave his only son to die for us on the cross. What a wonderful love. This is the love of God for us. And God's love is a mystery. It's a mystery. You cannot understand it with human understanding. You cannot even study the love of God. You need only to encounter it. Unless you encounter it, you'll never understand it. When that love is released in your heart by the Holy Spirit, it sets you free from orphan and vagabond spirit. It takes away the spirit of loneliness and isolation and enables you to develop confidence and faith to walk in your inheritance as a child of God, despite of your gender, your age, your color, your background, your education. The moment you have an encounter with God, Lord, you are transformed in your, in your heart. The Bible says, Romans 5, 57 now hope does not disappoint because the love of god has been poured out in our heart by the holy spirit who has given to us so we need to understand that the mystery the love of god is the mystery is released in our heart by the power of the holy spirit we have an encounter with that love we experience that love our fears are removed from our heart 
and we have confidence and our faith is so strong because we are grounded in the love of God. No matter what can happen, you know God loves me. Whether I'm sick or I'm not sick, I have money, I don't have money. One thing I know, God loves me. And because I have that confidence that God loves me, I know he will not leave me in that condition. I know he will not let me be destroyed. I know he will always make a way for me. Your faith is so strong because you believe that God loves you. But now is not what I'm teaching. That was my introduction to show you that God loves you. Before even you begin to practice your love for God, you must first of all understand how much God loves you. But now, as I said before, God's love is the foundation for our lives. He's the one who loves us first, and his love is unconditional. You need to understand that love is two-way streets. Is what we need to understand. The one who receives love must give it back. The response to love is love. Therefore, our love for God is not necessarily a law in the New Testament, but our response to his love for us. It is the expression of our passion to him. In the Old Testament, loving God was a law. The Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy 6, 57, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. That was a law. It was a command. You get, you, 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 people may even be hypocrites because it's not coming from the deep, the depth of your heart. You love God because it is the law placed upon you. In the New Testament, there is no scripture telling you, you must love God. No. In the New Testament, we see God releasing his love on us as a return. We are taking the love that we have, we have received from God. We send it back to him because a man can give only what he possesses, what he has received. If you never receive the love of God, for you, it's difficult for you to give it to other people. It's difficult for you to give it back to God because you give only what you have received. Some people don't want to receive the love of God. They don't have the revelation on that. So as we have received the love of God, it is our duty now. It is becoming easy for us to release that love to our God. And, and the revelation boosts your love for God. The truth is you cannot start expressing your love or your passion for God without catching his attention. This is where I'm sitting this evening. I repeat what I said. You cannot start personally expressing your passion and your or your love for God without you catching God's attention. If you begin to express freely your love for God, you will automatically catch his attention. There are certain benefits attached to that. When you begin to love God from yourself, you love him back because you've received his love. So this is what will happen. I wanna give you certain points, the benefits of you loving God. And I believe, is part also of your consecration, is part of your dedication to God, becoming passionate for God. So those benefits, I would like us to read the Psalm, book of Psalm 91, verse 14 to 16. We will receive more element inside that portion of scripture. Psalm 91, 14 to 16. Because he has set his love upon me, Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. 
I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So from this scripture, there are five or six things that I want to pick up inside. Speaking about the benefit of loving God. We see in verse 14, the Bible says that because he set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. The first benefit, your love for God will cause you to always experience his deliverance. It's the first thing I want you to write down. Your love for God will always cause you to experience his deliverance. God said, because he set his love upon me, there I will deliver him. Enemies will come, challenges will come, many things will come, but your passion for God will catch his attention that he will always come to deliver you. One of the reasons many people are still living in bondage is because their hearts are not turned toward God. They have place. They love on or oh, oh, and focus on other things rather than on God. They've given the devil the power to control and manipulate their hearts. When your love for God is genuine, he will always fight for you and deliver you from the attacks of the enemy. This is the first benefit. The second one, still in verse 14. If your love for God, your love for God will cause you to be set on high. He said, let me read again. Because he has set his love on me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. You see, the love, your love for God, your passion for God will cause you to be set on high. One of the reasons many people are still struggling in life is because they lack passion for God. This scripture shows us that the key to be set on high, the key for elevation, is you loving God. What made a man like David a national hero? He was not highly educated, but he became a national hero. It was because of his love, his passion for God. Daniel and his three friends became great in Babylon, great men. They were working in the, the, the palace. They, were, they become, they become uh, the king advisor. Not because they were highly educated. Their love for God, their passion for God set them on high. Joseph, likewise, became great in Egypt because he directed his love on God, not on material things or temporary pleasures. So we understand that we are loved by God. But the moment we begin to exercise ourselves to become passionate about God, Passionate about the things of his kingdom. Passionate about the progress of the house of God. Passionate about his word. Passionate about winning souls. We love God. He will set you on high. It's difficult for people to bring you down. Number three, your love for God will cause your prayers to be answered. Verse 15 says, verse 15, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him. So your love for God will cause your prayers to be answered. Many people want God to, want, want to use God for their own profit, showing that their hearts are not with God. They don't value the relationship with God. What matters for them is what they can receive from God. One of the reasons many people don't receive answers to their prayers is because they don't really love God. They just want to use Him. If your love for God is genuine, you will have his full attention and your prayers will never be rejected in front, front of his throne. 
I don't want you to think that, that I'm saying that God cannot work in your life if you don't love him. No, it's not what I'm saying. God loves you unconditionally. Despite of your rebellions, your wrongdoing, he will still continue to give you life and protect you. It's because of his love and great compassion toward us that we are kept and we are not consumed. But we have received all by his grace. There is nothing that we deserve. But what I want to emphasize here is that if you have received God's love in your heart and you decide to really love him back and make him the object of your delight, you will not appear like an ordinary person in his presence. You will become a special person to him. He will be proud of you. Once God becomes proud of you, the devil will become, will become afraid of you. To understand, when yourself, God can do things even when you are wrong, but when God finds someone who decides personally to love him, to become passionate about him, you receive extra attention. God becomes proud of you. And when, is, when God is proud of you, the devil will become afraid of you. And number four, your love or your passion for God will cause you to be honored by him. He said it in verse 15, and I will honor him. You understand? And, 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 and I will deliver him and honor him. God honors those who honor him. That is why it's beneficial to genuinely love, love him. It is impossible to be honored by God and be dishonored by men. When God is proud of you and God loves you, no matter your color, no matter your level of education, your background, you'll be surprised. You will always receive honor from men. When you honor God and God honors you, when God honors you, men will honor you. When God favors you, people will favor you also easily. If God does not honor you, it's difficult for men to honor you. Everything begins with God. And number five, your love or your passion for God will cause you to live long. Will cause you to live. Longevity is attached to that. The Bible said, verse 16, begins by saying, with long life, I will satisfy him. It's what God said. Because he set his love on me, with long life, I will satisfy him. Many have entered the grave so early because they have not directed their love on God, but on things on money, on women, on fame, on position. As a result, they have lost their soul and died before the time. Why? Because they were not passionate about God. But when you become passionate about God, he will bless you with long life. And number six, your passion or your love for God will cause everything to work for your good. One of the benefits is that it causes everything to work for your good. Even, even, even wrong situations, God can turn them for your good. Even challenges will become platforms for your elevation. The Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 28, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. So the key for all things to work together for your good is you loving God and standing under his will. Because the Bible says two things here. All things work together for those who love God, number one, and those who are called according to his purpose. So you need to stand under the purpose of God, under his will, 
and you need to be passionate for God. If those two things are together, everything will work for your good. Even if it was initially bad, God will turn them for your good. So the key is your love for God. So I, 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 I think that those elements will make you understand that we are, as we are preparing to move to next year, we need to sit and ask ourselves questions. You know, we're at the end of the year, people are, are meditating on many things. They are planning how they're going to celebrate, how are we going to have Christmas, what kind of gift are we going to buy, and they are writing their plans for next year, what are we going to achieve in our business, in our study, many things, in our marriages. But sometimes people don't check, uh, sit with God, ask God, were you happy about me this year? Is there anything that you want me to improve for next year? Uh, is there anything that you are planning for me to do and you want me to uh, to adjust my way of living, of my way of doing things? We don't much focus on that, but it's good for us to sit and say, am I really loving God well? How passionate am I about this God? And my passion for God is what will open great doors, many things for me, and even God to use you. You can attract his power on you because he's so proud of you. He's, he, he can see that you are passionate about him. You, you are men after his heart. You love him. You put him first. You, 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 you operate with God as Alpha, Emmanuel, and Omega. It means that at the beginning is God. In the middle, God is Emmanuel, God with you. At the end, God is there. Many times people want to bring God in between, like Emmanuel. They start the year without focusing on seeking God's direction. When things are not going well in the middle, they start praying, no, pastor, can you help me? You want God to be Emmanuel, but he was not Alpha. So we need to put in first our passion for him, our plans, the foundation is with God. We believe that he loves us. We believe that his plan will never fail. We believe that the devil cannot change God's mind or plans for us. We receive his love in our heart by the power of the Holy Spirit, and we release it back to him. By doing that, the Lord is going to do great things for us. So today, I didn't want to go uh much there are other points that i wanted to speak how to grow in your passion for god but it's not what i'm, I'm speaking i'm speaking about the benefit but as i said the benefit I, I put it a little bit uh, uh not too large i try to make it short so that you may catch what i'm saying we are in the holiday time we don't preach long may the lord bless you and help you <laughs> to grow in his love and see great things happening in your life Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.